Bro, if I got one piece of advice for you right now, don't lo- don't download TikTok, bro. Because of China. No, no, not even, dude. That's not even. That's the least of your worries. How is that the least of my worries? <laughs> because, bro. What the bro, heck? Bro, I'm telling you right now, you will spend hours on TikTok, bro. Just, just. <laughs> I mean, I, before I know it, bro, like. I'm just like, what time is it? Oh my god! Like what? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, I'm gonna go to sleep. Let me just look at TikTok for a bit, and then when I look at the and clock, then, dude, oh my and then god! Like, uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob meme later, like ten hours later. Yeah, it's like, like that. Like, it's like that, bro. It's like I was even telling, I was even telling Claudia, I was like, man, they should make like a TikTok channel, dude. Like seriously. <laughs> Just the TV, just the TikTok hey, videos. Stop freaking giving them ideas, dude. I know, hey, dude. Freaking China. Directly. Bro, that's what we're losing all this freaking money right now. I'm serious, dude. TikTok is, I mean, no, seriously, bro. It, it, it's funny. They're like really funny videos on there. And obviously, there's videos that are good for nothing. But, dude, I visited places yeah. to eat because of TikTok, bro. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, I discovered a freaking taco place that's like right by my house that is like the best, dude. All because I watched it on a TikTok video. <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys want original Tijuana tacos? Go to Alondra in Bellflower. I'm like, what? It's like by my house. So I look at it, I'm like, that's by our dentist. Like literally on the corner where our dentist is at. I was like, dude, let's go. Check it out. Bro, it's so good. Yeah, really? <clears throat> oh, that's supposed to be said that they're, they're pretty expensive though, right? Nah, well, they're not that bad actually. I'm trying to remember how much they were, but... I don't That's know, the whole dude. place where you, you found a cockroach in your food, right? Stupid. <laughs> Straight <laughs> that, up slander. That was freaking TNA taco over by uh, Bell Baptist <laughs> yeah. Church. Heck yeah, dude. I can't believe I people I usually used to eat at that place, bro. Dude, what do you mean the people? Me, food, like we used to eat at that place all the time. How? We used to get the chili cheese fries and all that stuff. And now that I think about it, I'm like, dude, that chili cheese fries was like... It was it was like crunchy, but not like for the right reasons. Right, like the, the free and fries were all soggy and stuff. But yeah, there was still like crunchy bits in there. Now I'm trying to think. They, they probably want some freaking some cucaracha. This some cucaracha fries. I don't know about that. <laughs> the special, the, the secret menu. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're in and out, dude. We got TNA no. cucaracha fries. <laughs> That's disgusting, bro. Welcome everybody. To a brand new episode of the Beta Report. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm the con. We got Jay. Thank you, Jay. Forever five. You know what, bro? I'm getting tired of asking for a forever five story. Bro, it just hasn't come up, dude. It hasn't naturally organically come up, dude. Don't we gotta organically make something up. It's not make something (laughs) up. Organically make it happen or something, man. Some somehow, because don't worry. We were getting them like, dude, like week after week. Oh yeah, remember what else? And now it's like gone, bro. I know there's more stories. <laughs> man. I know there's got to be other ones out there, dude. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I yeah, I'm sure we we're probably. I'm I'm gonna have to just like recall all those. And now that I'm thinking about, it, it's probably all traumatic. Dude, when I was five years old, <laughs> I had this. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that t- the DNA tacos was like the perfect opportunity for that, dude. Because legit, we were. I don't know how long that place has exist, existed there, but I probably, when I was five years old, had my first cucaracha fries. There it and is. And it probably uh, has left me scarred for the rest of my life. That's why I say, like, I do have a a 
And you have a, a missionary stomach, dude, because I could probably eat straight up. Do you remember gold the story? Flake, gold flake crickets. Do you remember the story when Suli opened up her uh, the cornflakes and and uh, cucarachas came out of it? No, dude. Yeah, I think Suli didn't didn't want to eat like cereal for like years. <laughs> That's why she's a missionary now, dude. I know, right? She's ready for the life. <laughs> she was ready. You had cucaracha fries, and Suli had cucaracha flakes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what's going on, bro? Damn, dude, dude, for real. And this is like a legit forever vibe story. We can we can both attest to this, bro. Like, I I don't think, and I don't know because I haven't really talked to like anybody about this before. Maybe we've had this conversation with other people, but dude, like that the dance that you had to do when you came to your house, when like the lights were all like off and it was like late at night it was dark outside and then you walk into your house and you turn the lights on and you just see the cucaracha scatter everywhere bro that was like our life for like years living on that elizabeth house yeah like, that elizabeth street house dude that, like vividly bro like just opening the door turning on the lights and everybody already knew like all right you already know like you're gonna take this corner you're gonna take this corner like everyone just kind of like attack the group like a freaking cucarachas just scrambling, running around everywhere. Dude, we lived like that for a long time, bro. <laughs> like you know, it's funny that the house itself wasn't like a run. We didn't live in a slum or something, dude. It was a regular I house. I know. Yeah, seriously. But I don't know why, dude. We had like, like when you like you said, you turn the lights in the in the cockroaches be like in the in the kitchen and stuff, and I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like that's crazy. <laughs> they were everywhere. It that's was crazy. Up, like if there is a a real way of characterizing a infestation like legit that was it like we were and for you know we we grew up better for it now obviously like uh, uh you know we we are in better situations that all of us are yeah but damage was a straight up like infestation yeah dude yeah it's crazy to think about that like now you're like dang dude we, that was crazy we used to live in that place like that dude but God is good, man. God's blessed us with like, like you said, different situations. So, thank you, thank it, you, Lord. It was, I mean, not to say like it, it wasn't like a slum, but I mean, we were in the hood and stuff. But it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a hood, dude. It was, it wasn't, it like was jacked up like, like that. So you know what's crazy though, too, and people would attest, or I don't know if we have many listeners who who know that area, but the Kudahe is like a four block city, uh, pretty much. But if you Best go like in the world. One one street is like a normal suburban street, uh, but if you go one street up, Santa Ana, freaking cholos everywhere, bro. Yeah, so it's, dude. It's freaking dude, crazy. I, I, I had this conversation with my students uh, a couple of days ago, actually, and I was asking them, I was like, dude, do you guys like, are cholos still like a thing? Like cholos in the sense of like what we knew cholos were, like bald heads. Dickies. Dickies, yeah, like all that sort of thing. And some of them were like, no, nah, not really. It's kind of like it's a little bit different now. Uh, but they say like they, they're still they're still out there. It's like an endangered species. We should make like a mockumentary of the cholo and just kind of have them like just like roaming around like like endangered species animals out there. They're just uh, looking for a place to to call their new home, which was Texas or Colorado exactly. or Arizona. Everybody, everybody went. Everybody just left California and just kind of scattered. That's why everybody hates us, dude. Did you we see? Guys, we gave you guys 18th Street and freaking freaking Laeme. Laeme, bro. And you know it's crazy. Have you, have you seen that? There's a a community in Japan where they just copy cholos. Oh, yeah, in? yeah. 
They they dress up like cholos, dude. Like what? Lowriders and everything, dude. All the uh, Asian girls dressed up like cholas and stuff. Yeah, they're all the crunchy. Crun- all crunchy hairnet. Like, uh, no, yeah. what was it called? <laughs> what was that called? Um, Aquanet. Aquanet, dude. Dang, yeah. all over the hair, bro. That's crazy. They were like, they were like, screw you, Aquaman. We got Aquanet. <laughs> we got this on lockdown. Aquanet will save the world. There you go, dude. Yeah, right. That's what we're. That's what we're all jacked up, dude. Aquanetta with her. With their crunchy fleckles. <laughs> that's funny, dude. All right, dude, let's get into some nitty-gritty stuff here. We got a good show for you guys. We're going to talk about a couple things that were in the news, talk about my final review on the Snyder Cut. Ooh, and I finally watched it, too. So. Oh, you did? So we, Okay, that would be good. So let, Yeah, yeah, let's talk about some, you know, some, some, some news that I thought would be worthy of talking about. Ryan Johnson was giving... Breaking news. I love that breaking news theme that we have uh ryan johnson signed a deal with netflix for 450 million dollars to make two sequels to knives out so who's that, who's, who's that hack that that wannabe director shut up out here just making lame movies oh no wait he has like two of the most successful movies in like movie going history in like the last 10 years well Put we some respect we know oh, that we know that Uno, if he would have been here, would have been like, uh, yeah, no. He's the worst <laughs> director for Star Wars ever, whatever. Uh, yeah, he made yeah, the he's getting his old Regan Star Wars trilogy too. So Well, that's what I was about to talk about because uh first of all, Knives Out, great movie. <laughs> that's uh that's uh, the way when I wanna talk about <laughs> <laughs> Did I sound like a Mario brother? It's uh, yeah, did, I'm gonna man. talk about uh, the movie right now. Uh, that's that's a lot when I'm talking about the Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like a Mario brother right now. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, the uh, what was I saying? Oh, Knives Out is a spectacular movie. Love it. It's a, a great movie. Knives Out was awesome. It was such a such a great uh, storytelling. Uh, what what about style of a movie? Um, mm-hmm. Because you pretty much know everything. Like. What 20 30 minutes into the movie, but just not trying to figure out, uh, just like kind of the, the yeah, like the unraveling, the unraveling of it, knot. yeah, kind of pulling at each string and everything. Just oh, yeah, together. It's, yeah, it's awesome. yeah, like I mean, say what you want about The Last Jedi, I know some you know it's a very uh divisive movie, but the um, the 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 way he told the Knives Out story was was great, it was amazing, it was really great, so uh. Do I welcome two more sequels? Sure, go for it, man. Let's do it. But that, you know, begs the question, which you just brought up now, what does it mean for the Star Wars trilogy that he was supposed to make? It's almost like been on the back burner forever. So um, it almost kind of seems like he's not going to do it, I guess. I don't know. But uh, is that a good thing, a bad thing? Did he bring just way too much negativity to it, maybe? And just not enough to bring, you know, some new sequels on? What do you mean? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, just in terms of the well, first and foremost, before we kind of get into that, one of the most amazing things that Knives Out was able to do was transform like America's sweetheart, like the symbol of heroism in Chris Evans, and give him the freaking Commodus uh, treatment and make him into like the most douchiest, like <laughs> dirtbag villain that we've had in a while. Um, and he rocks some pretty some pretty cool knit sweaters though. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, the, the man looks great. I mean, we can't <laughs> deny that at all. That Chris Evans is just a delight. 
He's and dreamy. a powerful gentleman uh, who, I mean, let's let's be honest, he does have America's ass. Like, it is true. It is, <laughs> it is America's. Um, and so we all love it. Uh, but, like, the fact that, you know, he was able to get that from him, I think, and, and Chris Evans did a great job, was, like, just a testament to his directing style and his ability to just kind of bring the best out of his characters. Um, so, but, like, with that said... Uh, yeah, I, I am going to enjoy having more knives out because that, like, I love that kind of, uh, uh, what is it, like, noirish mystery kind of unraveling of, of all these different types of, of uh, storylines kind of coming together. Like you said, it was pretty awesome that within the first 20, 30 minutes, you know what actually happened. But then just kind of seeing everything just kind of falling apart around it is, is was like the, the, the joy, I guess, the delight of it all. So that was pretty dope. But yeah, I think just seeing now that he's going to have this on his plate kind of makes it seem like that that trilogy is probably going to be further into the future, maybe. Or yeah, maybe not happening at all. Or, or But it does kind of put a, a bit of a red mark on it, right? Like it's not exactly like a go just yet. Um, so we might have to wait a little bit longer for the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but I'm still like, I think he can do like allowing him to do these sorts of like, uh, uh, you know, mystery type films within the star Wars universe, I think would be dope. And that's one of the things I think that we're seeing now, right? Like just kind of with the Mandalorian, there is this, this, uh, um, whole universe of stories that can be told uh like a whole new like pantheon of great stories that are out there to be to be written and told on screen um that that i feel like you know the the world can be ready for a like ryan johnson mystery type series or movie series of movies um you know in in the star wars universe so i hope that it still happens but it's kind of looking like it, it might not happen or at least not happen anytime soon <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> so um with with you know that being in the back burner there's other movies that warner brothers just announced they're putting uh sort of in the in the back burner or shelving as they say they put it on the shelf uh indefinitely and one of those is uh the movie <clears throat> excuse me that was announced right around when you know the success of wonder woman and it looked like dc was started to you know kind of get some some momentum. You had Aquaman. They had announced also that Ava DuVernay was going to do uh, a New Gods movie, which is based on Jack Kirby's characters. Uh, and uh, they're not really well-known characters, but it's sort of like a... a um, if you go back to the stories of when uh, Darkseid came up. So it was important in the fact that you were going to get some more Darkseid. But uh, for some reason, they just announced that it was going to be uh, put in the back burner, and also uh, James Wan, who directed Aquaman, was also going to direct the movie called The Trench, was which was based on some characters in the Aquaman movie, uh, to make it like a horror kind of movie. There's some, there's a, there's a part where there's these like monsters that show up from the the, the trench, which is a part of the Aquaman movie, and uh, you know sometimes DC. I trip out because DC has like they're all over the place when they're wanting to make this movie, but I think with you know the success of these other movies, Wonder Wonder Woman, uh, the success with um, uh, what's the other one, uh, Aquaman, 
Uh, and now with the trailer with Suicide Squad, which I gotta say looks a hundred times better than the um, the original Suicide. It's like a soft reboot, almost like mm. if that other Suicide Squad didn't exist. Well, who knows? Yeah. We'd have to watch and see if they make reference to it or not. But it, I mean, James Gunn again takes these random characters and just makes them amazing. So uh, I mean, at least the the trailer looked good. Um, I think DC kind of looks at it and they're like, oh, let's just redo everything and and make these standalone films. Uh, I mean, the Joker won Academy Awards, right? So um, yeah. I, I just think that um, now that they took off this New Gods movie, um, they just sort of like, we're going to just redo everything now. We're just going to do standalone movies instead of having this one shared universe. It's like there is no more DCEU anymore, really. Mm-hmm. It's just DC comic movies, you know? Right. And um, so, but I almost feel like they're better for it, though. Like, I think honest. so. Yeah, I think instead of trying to copy the Marvel blueprint of trying to make this whole shared universe, just make really good standalone films. Then mm-hmm. <clears throat> instead of trying to, you know, make everything fit. So, um, yeah. So I, I just think that maybe they're like you said. I, I agree with you. I think that's just better off to do that and just make those standalone movies and make just make good movies. You know. Yeah, because you, like, and you see it in things like Shazam, right? Uh, thank one, you. That's like, the other one I was thinking. Yeah, thanks. That that movie doesn't need to fit in any. You don't have to connect that character with anybody else, even though they do make the connections, right? Like one of the characters wearing Aquaman, Aquaman shirt, and like Superman actually, you know, is referenced and you know shows up uh, towards the end of that movie. So like these, I guess those characters still are living in that same universe, but you don't necessarily have to have them interact with each other in order for them to be like good movies so i think yeah i think they they should continue to um to just kind of go in this same trajectory of just kind of putting out these like standalone single character type movies and just have them be good like don't have to shoehorn all of these like references and things that'll like come into like come into play later on like in this because they've they've honestly like unless they do want to just like shut everything down and start from the beginning, use these standalone movies again to kind of like uh, plant the seeds of those connections, then sure, I guess like you can start doing that too, but um, it's just going to take way more time. You know, if they want to do anything remotely close to what like Marvel is doing now. Um, so like, like they just, they should just do their own, own like, you know, DC universes you know like you know now we're having a batman robert panson just make batman with robert panson you know just that those movies exist in their own kind of world and then you know you're still getting the flash movie coming out you just make that movie then you know and maybe not it, it gets messy if you don't have a plan like marvel does you get, it starts getting messy you know and it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to fit it correctly you know so yeah I don't, one of the, <clears throat> like one of the examples is that is i think it's in in um isn't it like in Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, or whatever it's called? They have that scene which is completely like random, and you can just—that's what I'm talking about, like shoehorning something in just to make them make those connections and make it fit. It's like, isn't there like uh, when Bruce is having like that dream, and then like somehow he has like the Flash come into his room, and it's like, oh, I'm too early, like, I'm too early, like you need to save her, save Lois, or whatever it is, like that, that, like. And then that never comes into play again, ever, like at all. Like at no point in time does that ever come back. 
So it's like all of these like weird scenes and things that they want to try to make work. It's like it just doesn't like it. It just makes the the movie feel so disjointed and so like terrible, uh, like unplanned or just kind of like not not making these things actually like organically come together. So again, it's just I don't know. I, I think they should just continue to just make good you know, standalone movies and they should be fine. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. And then uh, that that's a perfect segue to get into the, the Snyder Cut Justice League because it, it uh that that Snyder that Snyder Cut, uh the the scene that you're mentioning actually fits in with the the what what is it, prologue? Epilogue? What the comes epilogue, first? Yeah. Epilogue um of the movie because you kind of see even has that armor that you see in the movie in that scene on, on Batman versus um, Superman was it Superman or was it Batman? Whatever, Dawn of Justice, and um, but let's try, let's let's talk about Snyderverse real quick. I know I kind of gave a half review because I saw half of the movie when the Snyder Cut came out. It's a four-hour movie, so um, I didn't see the whole thing in one sitting. I saw two hours, and I saw the other two hours after, and we didn't get to talk about the whole thing. And let me just tell you uh, what I thought about it, and I need I want you to tell me because you, you said you saw it, right? Yeah, yeah. I want you to know what, um, what I want you to tell me what you thought of it. But since I had started the review, let me just go ahead and finish it. I thought that the movie was actually pretty good, it, and it I still stand by the fact that it's the same movie. Not necessarily completely great, but it is better. It doesn't really change the story as much. There are a little bit more background amongst the characters that I think made them better. Made the the there's some scenes some scenes that make the story a bit better too. But I did like it. I did like some of the things that I saw. I did like some of the things that uh, he put together, uh, some of the scenes with um, that that Joss Whedon put in there that I kind of forced the humor were taken out. And I thought it was better for it. Didn't need some of those scenes in there. Um, the uh, Superman was just, he was a lot better too. He, I mean, you got to see quintessential Superman at his best, like just beating people, or I should say beating Steppenwolf up. I mean, I loved it, dude. I love that, that, that just, I mean, that, that, what would you, what would you say? Like the superiority of Superman, <laughs> mm. you know, the, you know, when he's like, I'm not impressed. And then he just kind of beats him right. up, dude. Like that dude, that was to me was like, dude, that's awesome. He's mm. literally just wiping the floor with him. So I, I mean, I, I, um, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the story, uh, how he, added some of those scenes and again didn't change the film as much i mean it's basically the same film you saw but with scenes that make it better so is it better yeah if if you own the justice league blu-ray or dvd you could toss it because you should rather have this one instead but should you buy it i mean that's up to you if you want to spend money on buying the same movie but better um but uh, it is on HBO Max. I don't know how much longer it's going to be in there. I, I think it's limited too, right? But yeah, I would recommend you watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's worth the watch, uh, at least to see how the movie ends up being a little bit different. So um, I don't know. What would what, you what'd you think? I mean, I'll say this. It was definitely an experience, like having it. And I think they did. It was smart on their part to like uh, do it in parts, right? So you kind of feel like, you know, if you watch part one or part two of the movie, um, 
then then you kind of feel like, oh, okay, I can kind of step away from it here and then like come back and watch like parts three and four later. And like, so it was that, I think that aspect of it was like really cool too, to just kind of have like these parts or chapters within the story itself so that it does kind of feel like it's almost episodic, right? Like you can watch a couple of parts of it step away from it for a little bit because yeah i mean sitting through a four hour movie would just kind of be ridiculous and tough but like you know just kind of having those small segments those small parts and you kind of get to like just uh um uh like uh, uh engage with them and just kind of relate to whatever it is that they were actually like going through in those parts i think that was like pretty cool and that was smart on their part yeah another thing too that i really liked was the fact that like they gave everyone a a purpose right like everyone had a reason now for being there where like prior to prior to um uh the snyder cut it just kind of felt really like disconnected and disjointed like all these people are kind of getting it was almost like it was almost uh uh suicide squad level like comedy in terms of like their togetherness or their team uh their team bonding or whatever um, it just didn't work, and it, like it, it kind of felt weird. Uh, uh, but this time, like I love that everyone had something to do. Like everyone had a purpose for being there, as opposed to literally just getting together just because, like not having like a real concrete thing uh, to do. Uh, now everyone really had like you knew why uh, uh, the Flash needed to be there. You knew that he had to be the one to spark, you know, the the to ignite kind of cyborg into the mother boxes and. Uh, um, I'm glad that they took out that like that that Russian family thing too. Cause oh yeah, like, yeah. I don't know was what that like, was about. Like the Flash, a joke, really. And it was just kind of like, yes, I guess he's like saving one person at a time or whatever. But it was just like, what does this have to do with anything? Like it, it really was in there just to like be funny or for him to like put out this like these quips or whatever. These like, it just didn't fit. But this way, taking that out made it so much more like made him so much more heroic and then like that whole scene of like having to redo things again you know the whole time aspect of it all like it was just really good like i loved that part of it too and cyborg too like i love that they gave him so much time in this movie he's almost like him and him and and flash are almost kind of like the heart of this movie yes yes cyborg kind of gives you like the the tragedy aspect of it there's so much like depth to that character and i love the fact that they let him kind of explore that like grief and exploration and kind of just figuring out how you know how to utilize his powers for good and just dealing with his dad like all those things that we didn't get before kind of like helps you care about that character and this mission too right like them wanting to save the world and then even like the flash too He's just a very endearing character. You just kind of like care for him throughout the entire time. He's he's kind of like our Ant Man, and this is kind of like the 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 comparison that I wanted to make. He's kind of like the everyday kind of guy who just happens to have these powers, uh, and we can like kind of like transpose ourselves onto him, and we're kind of like living this superhero life through that character. Um, so I love the the fact that they spent a lot of time with those two characters, and they gave them so much more room to kind of shine and grow because they were in essence like the real like heart of this entire movie so they that that what that part of it was like really good so i really enjoyed that um but yeah like you were saying i think that like to give like someone four hours to make a 
like good movie it's kind of wild right like yeah. the fact that like you <clears throat> needed the full four hours just to make this movie like good uh is 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 kind of insane but i mean it is what it is and i think like if you know i think this thing really benefited from the pandemic obviously just kind of not really giving anyone else any other choice as to like do we go watch it? Do we not go watch this? It's like, no, we have it at home. Let's go ahead and just watch it. Right. Like, let's just check it out. And, um, yeah, but, but, but again, I, I feel like if this were like in the theater, if we had to say like, are we going to pay, you know, 20 bucks to watch this like four hour movie? I don't know if it would have done so great or if it would have, even been received critically the same way too. Yeah, um, I think you're right. You're you're right. I forgot to mention that that cyborg probably benefits the most out of the movie. He is his story, his arc. I think is the best in this movie. Like he's got so much in there. I, I'd be pissed if I was Ray Fisher too. <laughs> of like most of of his story got cut off in the Joss Whedon take. Uh, yeah, man. cut. And and in this one, he definitely is is is. A lot more of the heart of the movie. I like the arc. I like the whole. He's more than 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 just you know a machine. You know, there's heart to him, and so I, I really like that. And I still think Flash was my favorite character. I still think he's awesome. I think, like you said, he's just a, a regular dude um, with powers and stuff. So he's. Uh, I, I love the guy. So I, I do. I do think that they both benefit a lot from the Snyder cut. The, I think they uh, at least the most from that. Right. Um, if I gotta say I didn't like something, it would be. I think the epilogue almost shows like if you give the Zack Snyder too much, I think it's a little too much. You know the the whole, right. um, the the whole like uh, apocalypse or or uh, like dystopian wasteland, dystopian wasteland that the planet turned yeah. into and everything. It's sort of like I don't know. I, I mean, he's it, it definitely. I I think he had a plan, and I think I I would appreciate. I do appreciate the fact that. He was trying to build out this universe and trying to do something. What? Yeah, I just thought, no, I just thought freaking Zack Snyder was like, yo, Warner Brothers, I got that stimmy. Let me make that epilogue really quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, you're right. Cause the- that, that was freaking, yeah, because you're right, dude. It's just kind of like, te pasaste. It's like, dude, that's, bro, that's too much. Like, Yeah, they almost said, like, oh. This four-hour movie, and now you're going to make, like, this freaking 20-minute, like, Whatever the heck it was, like, and his gosh. own like version of a Suicide Squad with him and Joker and uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke and uh, what's her name, Aquafina? No, what was her name, Mira from Aquaman? Uh, yeah, 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 huh? Aquafina, what the heck? No, Aquafina, <laughs> freaking, freaking Sisu. Yeah, Sisu. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> that's funny, dude. It's almost like that. Dude. He's like, I got that stimmy. Let's make a. 30 minute epilogue here and you know <laughs> pretend that uh superman's evil now or something like oh man all that is based on a on a the, what, what's what is it i forgot what it's called in the dc where superman becomes isn't that that video game isn't it yeah it was like injustice yeah there you go where superman like becomes that, evil or something or whatever but uh yeah dude I, uh, at the end of the day it's worth watching i think you you will enjoy it i thought it was it was Worth at least, like you said, experiencing it, and then you can you know make your own judgment if you like it or not. But I thought it was uh, interesting to watch, and and I enjoyed it. So yeah, there I mean, again, it's like it, it it does make the movie better uh, for those reasons that we kind of mentioned. Um, you know, giving Cyborg that that whole backstory that he has now, 
giving more time to like the Flash too. The the whole that scene where he meets Iris is like is beautiful. Like it is pretty like fantastic the way that they use like his powers and uh, just kind of like that that chance encounter is actually pretty dope. And that was like one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Although I'm not sure about him putting a hot dog in his pocket and then <laughs> handy, having it handy for the dogs. I thought that was funny though. Yeah, but. yeah, dude. But <clears throat> like the whole that. So yeah, and I mean like Zack Snyder's style too. I feel like uh, I heard this other podcast we were talking about like uh, you know anytime he's in Themyscira, like when he's in like that world of like kind of like that that three hundred type world, like it just that that whole style like works better. And it is true. Like when you see that someone like they show that uh, dark side battle. You know, when it's kind of like in that old, like, barbarian-type war or whatever, uh, um, when, like, the Amazons are fighting Steppenwolf, like, all of that is, like, freaking beautiful. And for whatever reason, like, his style works perfect for the, like, close, big army, hand-to-hand combat type of, like, ancient type of, like, action, whatever, all that slow-mo stuff works better, I think, in, in those, in that type of, like, world or genre. But when he, like, brings that into, like, the real world, for whatever reason, it just, like, it didn't work for me. Like, I didn't really enjoy it as much as I did for in, like, that, like, 300 type of setting. I do gotta, um, I, I do gotta say, though, that I wish that they would figure out a way to make the way they do the Flash on TV of him running fast, if they would have done that in the movie somehow. Because I don't like Flash running slow, like, in slow motion. Like, yeah. I don't like that slow motion. I mean, I want to see him like, zzz, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it look funny or whatever. But on the TV show, they make it. They they show him running fast and whatever. And I think that's cool. I don't know. I like it. But, yeah. you know, when they show him in the movie, it's like everything's always slow motion. Like, you know, like, for example, like, the I think the way they did a speedster really well was in the uh, Brian Singer's X-Men movies with Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Like those iconic scenes of you know him slowing down to do certain things, but then they right. will show inter intercut scenes of him running like super fast, like right, right, right. that stuff. You know, I wish they would figure out a way to do the Flash yeah. that way in some way um, to make it just a little bit more fun, I guess. You know, but yeah, yeah, for you, for sure, dude. All right, so we're talking about HBO Max. Obviously, that's on HBO Max. So you can check that out. We're not getting paid by HBO Max. I wish we were getting paid by HBO Max because. Yet, exactly. But I do want to say that HBO Max has been really great. It's I think it's worth the money. So many great stuff on there. <clears throat> a lot of original shows. You're getting a lot of these movies, at least for this year, that is going to be coming on HBO Max as well. Some of the documentaries on there are a lot of fun. I've been wanting to see Tina. I haven't seen that yet about Tina Turner. I did see the, uh, what is it? Farrell versus Allen, the the Woody Allen documentary, which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's worth a watch and it's worth crazy how Hollywood can disregard somebody who's, uh, you know, a possible abuser and then just kind of sweep it under the rug kind of, you know? Mm. So it's, it's crazy. Uh, but I wanted to get to the newest kind of thing that came out on HBO max right now. And I'm telling you it's worth it. Let's talk about dude. Godzilla versus Kong. Let's talk about that mess, bro. That movie was so great. It was so enjoyable, dude. I loved that movie. It was great. It was just a lot of fun. Were you going to say something? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of shaking my head here because it just it's upsetting because there's there's a line in that movie where they're like, you know, Kong bows for no one. But you know what? Who doesn't really bow for no one? The Khan doesn't bow for no one. <laughs> so uh, it's, it is kind of like they didn't give us, they didn't ask our permission <clears throat> to use that because obviously they got it from us. Right. They know that we were the ones who used that mess, but whatever. But in any case, the movie was all right. <laughs> Dude, it was better than I all right. I give them negative marks for that. Oh, okay. Well, so they should know. I would. Bows for no one. <clears throat> I bow for no one. <laughs> no one. But hey, you know what? Uh, the movie delivers. And what, I mean, look, you're not going to get Academy Award performances from the humans in this movie. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> it's, it's not terrible either. It's not, you're not getting. Like, like freaking like horrible bad performances. It's just that the movie kind of focuses on the Titans, right? right Godzilla right. and Kong, right? <clears throat> and the story itself, I think it it carries itself well. It's, I mean, when it when it gives you those fights, dude, it delivers, bro. It delivers, and they're like the, the, in the movie itself. You were talking about how you would come and see a movie, parts of the movie, and they're like, all of a sudden, they're from, you know, on Skull Island, then it's not Skull Island, and then it's like, they're on a boat, uh, uh, then they're not on a boat. Dude, I, like, bro, I gotta share this scene, right? This is the scene where uh, Kong is on a, is is being transported to another place, but uh, here, here, just, I'll let him tell you right here. Hold on. We running this, let's go. All right, so yeah, we'll put it there. <laughs> that was Kong talking about he being on a boat. So, dude, the fact that they were able to like talk to Lonely Island to give them that song for that specific scene, I mean, that by itself is freaking legendary, dude. The fact that that is on that is in the movie and that like while King Kong is on a boat, I'm on a boat is playing in the background, like freaking iconic, dude. Legendary, dude. That's what the girl goes. Kong boat. Kong bows to no one, and then he's all, "We running this. I'm on yeah, a boat." Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so the fact that they were able to just play that movie during that—it's a little on the nose, obviously, but totally worth it. Dude. Totally worth it, bro. Totally Seriously, I'm telling you. But no, the movie's great, bro. The 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 fights on there deliver, man. The the, the final fight, man, to you know between the Titans and a and a and a guest Titan that comes out at the end. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it already knows who it is, but it it is uh pretty amazing it's so much fun bro just you know just to see freaking king uh kong king kong right but everybody says kong kong with his freaking axe that he has bro oh my god dude no joke like i legit had the biggest smile on my face when he like he takes his axe and then he sits on like that throne yes dude yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like that's legit like that's that, that's, that's pretty dope. Like, bro he that, does that, that he sick. does the henry cavill reloading his fist thing dude Oh, that's true. He that has a true. dislocated yeah. shoulder. He like puts it back in, and then he's like, Ur, Ur, like, dude, <laughs> Henry Henry Cavill stuff, dude. Oh, that yeah, that was dude. so dope, dude. Dude, if we find out, like, <clears throat> I'm gonna do some research right now, and I'll be like, let me check really quick. Yes, dude, check this out. Freaking Henry Cavill did the motion capture for Kong, which is why it was so freaking <laughs> spot on, dude. It was so great. I mean, he did a great job, dude. Not Bro. only is that for freaking Superman, but Bro. he's king. 
mother loving Kong. Kong does have freaking uh, Henry Cavill sized pecs, dude. Yeah, that's true, dude. They actually had to like downgrade it a little bit. They have to use <laughs> down. They're like, no, this doesn't look real. We gotta like, make them smaller. Too much. Too, too, too like, much. Yeah, dude. Henry Cavill, too much. Come on, man. We're trying to make it realistic here. Exactly. And he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, this is how I'm built. I know, dude. So I am, bro. But uh, yeah, the, the movie. Okay, so if I do have to say something that that was was funny to me, really was uh, so so there's like two teams, right? There's the Kong team. Which is uh, Rebecca? I can't remember her name right now, but she was in um, the town. Uh, oh, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, thank you. Uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, One of the scars. Stenner skateboard. Skateboard, yeah. <clears throat> he was. He's on the Kong team, and then you have the. Uh, um, hey, wait! Before you keep going, what? Is, what? Is homeboy typecasted? <clears throat> because he was Tarzan, right? And now he's like out here, like messing with Kong. So is he only gonna make movies that have like apes in them now? I guess, like, dude. Is that, is that his thing now going forward? I, <laughs> I guess is it? That's a dope gig. I guess so, me. bro. Like every movie now has to have some kind of freaking monkey in it, and that's the only movie I'm gonna make. Cause we'll find out, I guess, when his next movie comes out, and he's freaking uh, uh, the Jungle Boy or whatever. Some, I don't know. Boy. I don't know. <laughs> Some movie with monkeys in it, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, I'm so, so then there's a Godzilla team, which is Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Tyrese. Uh, what's his name, guy? The guy from Atlanta, Tyree. Uh, freaking Paperboy, dude. Yeah, Paperboy, bro. Tyree something Henry. Tyree Henry something. But anyways, him and then uh, the guy, the kid from uh, Deadpool too. The yeah, dude. More importantly, the kid from. Hunt for the Wilder People. I think that's what it's called. Yes, that movie is like fantastic. Go see that movie, Hunt Hunt for the Wilder People. It's a uh, um, uh, Taika Waititi movie, which is great. But anyways, so you got these two teams. So the team for Godzilla, them three are uh, they break into one of the facilities where the bad guys are at. They break into it. And no one catches them. Bro, they are in this facility from top to bottom. They're, like, in there getting all the secrets. They're, like, going from... Okay, so the place they're in is called Apex Cybernetics, one of the top cybernetic companies in the world or whatever. Yet, they cannot find somebody who just broke into their facilities and seeing every secret that they had, and no one catches them, bro. They're, like, from... I think the crazier thing is that once they do get caught, then they take them to like the ultimate like control room, like where where everything is controlled. It's like, how does that even make sense? If you literally just caught these people breaking into your place, how are you then taking them to like where everything is controlled and like run and you can like jack up your entire situation uh, uh, in this one room? Like it just didn't make sense. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, they're just like. Really? Magic at its best. They just like got into this place. They're like they know all the secrets and all they're everywhere, yet uh, no one catches them. So I thought that was kind of funny. Though. <laughs> if you look at it, you're like, oh my god, really? But the movie itself is great, dude. I really enjoyed it. Go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Uh, Bro, you if know what you it was like? It, it was like what? it was like if if you were to like break into like an Apple store and then they catch you somehow and then they take you to like go freaking meet like Steve Jobs or something like that like yeah. that's what they did in the freaking movie it's like how do you well, do well that? not even that if it just think of it this way like if you broke into Apple headquarters 
and you went into every room and learned everything that's coming out in the future already. You broke into their new, like, uh, they're building the Apple car and the new yeah. uh, freaking Apple microwave or something. I don't know. Every every product that Apple's coming out with, you got in and no one noticed you in there looking yeah. at their new stuff. <laughs> right. Nobody. And then when you get caught, they take you to uh, freaking Steve Jobs' head that they have in right. a jar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like... Dude, are you freaking serious right now? Like, how how do you how do you not yeah, tell these guys everywhere? I mean, I was gonna <clears> say that part of it was wild, but then again, we're talking about free and a giant gorilla and a lizard fighting each other. So I guess that you have to suspend your disbelief for uh, I know, guess an hour or whatever it is that this movie. That is, is true. That is. But that is. no, that was the one thing that I was telling you at the beginning. You kind of mentioned is that like for this being like a full on like action movie. Like this is one of the this is like the type of action movie that you have to like actually pay attention to because like I was telling you we had it on but it was kind of like background noise on where it was we were watching it for a little bit then we kind of get busy doing things and like the movie was still on and we kind of come back and we're like man what the heck they were like in a freaking jungle now they're like in a subway like a freaking hyperloop in like Hong Kong or something like that and then we stepped away again and yeah it's like. Hong Kong is, or Hong Kong, freaking King Kong is suspended on like a freaking trampoline carried by like helicopters going to Antarctica for some reason. And then we look away again and he's like, well, then all of a sudden he's like in an upside down world where freaking like dinosaurs are there. It's like, this freaking movie is like everywhere. So we're like, what the heck is this, dude? Like, how is this all still in the same movie? So <laughs> I, I'm sure this movie is going to make a lot more sense once we actually like sit down and just watch it all. Uh, but you know, again, so if you're if you're planning to watch this, don't have it on just kind of like in the background. Like actually <laughs> sit down and watch it because it might make a lot more sense. Uh, uh, but the actresses, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, you're. I mean, you pay the price of admission for the Titan fights, and they don't disappoint. Like they, at all. they deliver, dude. They are the the, the uh, like the effects and everything, like the actual like choreography and fight sequences, if you can call it that. I don't know, like. It's actually like really well done, and and it just kind of, I liked it because it kind of like highlights every aspect of like the two times, you know, like the fact that like yeah, Kong uses like a weapon and like just that food does a Superman like, punch, bro. That the food does yeah, I know, like yeah, a foot off the cage, but it's like a foot off a building, and then does a Superman punch. He does the drop kick, dude. I was waiting yeah. for the I was waiting for the people's elbow and the, you know, <laughs> dude. It was it was pretty dope. It was uh uh. It was it was fun to see that fight and you know Kong fighting his style you know he's a freaking monkey so you know he's yeah. doing his thing it was fun bro I I I thought it was great it's not the best movie ever I know it's making it seem like a, that way but it, I think it was just a lot of fun to watch like you said the fight and the way they put it together it was just cool man I really liked it so definitely you know, the one thing that I check it out enjoyed about it too is that like they had complete disregard for like human life which <laughs> it sounds kind of strange but it's like. I'm just glad that it wasn't one of those things where it was like, aside from the little girl, obviously, and they kind of, I, I think they do a good job of kind of making that connection. And it's like, oh, okay, that that's fine. Because there has to be kind of like that, like that human connection between you and, and the, the monsters, I guess, to a certain degree. But I do like that they're literally just going in, they're just like destroying freaking Japan, like all of it, like not even just like a, a fraction of it, like literally they're going through the entire country and just jacking it all up. Um, Although you uh, would think that a lot of people, when they noticed that he was coming, yeah, there's a scene where you could see that they were going into a, a Titan shelter. 
you see the thing yeah. that says Titan Shelter. So, you know, you'd hope that a lot of people didn't die. I know there's, we were laughing with, with, with the boys. We were watching it and, uh, and, uh, we said the same thing. We're like, dude, there's like, there's probably like thousands of people dead right now. Cause that, that feel like, like pretty much headbutted himself into a, one of the buildings and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you know, you know, there's probably people in there. So, but I kind of liked it because it was like, like this, that, that is the reality of it. If something like this were to, they're animals, were, they're beasts, right? They're not, yeah, they're not, exactly. They're just so they're, they're coming into like a heavily populated area. And this is what would be the aftermath of that. So I kind of like that they didn't shy away from that and they didn't like, you know, they did show like the 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 kind of uh, uh, quintessential Godzilla scene. You know, like where all you see all the people running and they're like pointing, like it's Godzilla or whatever. Like, which is uh, which is pretty dope. But yeah, just the fact that like they allowed them to be monsters, right? Like these Titans or whatever who are like just kind of fighting it out uh, and didn't like sugarcoat any of it. Just kind of being like, oh, you know, Kong is there trying to like shield people and he's like taking the brunt of, um, you know, like Godzilla's attacks or whatever. Um, I like that they just like people are getting jacked up and that was the reality of it. Was yeah, cool. for sure. It's worth watching. Check it out. It's on HBO Max um, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So check, check that out though. Uh, uh, so the last thing I wanted to touch right before we wrap this up dude is i wanted to get your take uh we've only seen what was it has it been two episodes of falcon and the winter soldier it's been only been two oh, right yeah dude yep and uh wow what do you think so far or do you want me to give my take or what do you want yeah i, I can start us off dude and and i think if anything we have to commend and i forget her name but there's like a whole like mini documentary on like Endgame, um, about the casting director. Not enough. She like I'm sure she had some type of say in the casting of all these characters, but they are just putting on like a master class in like chemistry, bro. Like seriously, all of these characters that they put together just have this like incredible chemistry. Brian Elizabeth Olsen and, and Paul Bettany as like uh, Wanda and Vision have just some of like the um, like most amazing chemistry together and. Freaking Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, you know, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier have some of the best chemistry, like that, that I've seen between any of the characters in the Marvel universe. Like they are just like off the charts. Amazing. Yeah. Like, they have yeah. just some of the best chemistry They're Like that, that second episode by itself, more than the first, because they didn't have a chance to like, interact in the first episode but this second episode is probably like my favorite like marvel like hour or whatever you however you want to call it like because <laughs> they just their interactions like the banter between them them two it's like it is just like a winning combination and again like their chemistry together is just off the charts amazing and I'm like just excited to see more of them, and I think that it's it's a testament to both of them, uh, both of their characters and their abilities. But like, it's just so great, dude. Like, yeah. Honestly, yeah. if you want a a like, if any of you guys are jonesing for a you know buddy cop type of like relationship or movie or 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 just want that experience again of what we got when we were you know when I was five years old watching tango and cash something that i probably shouldn't have been watching at that age 
but you have like these uh, uh, relationships between these like two alpha males. Um, is so, some of those relationships are like long lasting. You remember them? Is they're just fantastic. This is another one that I think is going to stand the test of time. Like having these two characters interact with each other is just going to be like another great buddy cop, like you know, uh, buddy movie or whatever you want to call it relationship that we're just going to be talking about for like years and years and years. Tango um, Cash, still one of the best worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, dude. Seriously. It's freaking amazing. It's freaking amazing, dude. But um yeah, dude, I, I you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is trying to do something different in that not only are they talking about um the the relationship between uh these two characters, right? Falcon and Winter Soldier with what with, like, with what you're saying probably you saw that chemistry for the first time you saw both of them on screen which was amazing it's like off the charts just pops when you see them together they're they're amazing together the banter the whole you know part of the big three you know and the whole yeah. you know dr strange is a sorcerer not a wizard i mean all that is is amazing it's really really great but i think they're also touching on subjects about race about mm. uh whether he you know it can um, and I'm not asking this question, but I'm thinking that's what that's what uh, Falcon is thinking is, can there be a black Captain America? And I think he felt the pressure that he would not be accepted as a Captain America being black, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's it looks like that's one of the, the, the themes that's going on, right? He, he's like, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to someone else. Maybe he felt the pressure of that. But then we Ooh. find out in the second episode that there was a sort of black... Uh, Captain America with the introduction of Isaiah Bradley we see that guy um who uh he was famous for playing a character on uh Alias um and he uh, ends up being a, a character in the Marvel Comics called Isaiah Bradley who was a black super soldier actually the first black Captain America mm. uh but was arrested and but was in jail for like 30 years for yeah. uh, being accused of stealing Cap's uniform and the shield and stuff. So, I mean, we're touching on those subjects, which I think are obviously relevant today, too, and and uh, um, very interesting for them to go that route and see what else is are they going to touch on. Because, yeah, I, I felt like Bucky, too. I was pissed. I was like, why'd you give up the shield, man? Yeah. Like, when you see... I was kind of mad when, you, when I was watching the second episode of when, when you see uh, the, the fake Captain America using the shield and fighting and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that does not look right. right. It doesn't, if it's not Steve Rogers, it doesn't look right. Him using that shield. It really doesn't. Cause it wasn't given to him, dude. Right. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I, I was, I was, I didn't like it, dude. I didn't like it. But I think that, but yeah. And I, but I think that speaks to like, therein lies the brilliance of it. Right. Because that's what I think the, the intention is to have that sort of like visceral reaction to, someone other than Steve Rogers and someone other than a Steve Rogers protege or almost like uh, a hand-picked replacement. Successor. Successor is the word I was looking for. Not taking the mantle, right? And we're supposed to kind of have that feeling of like, this just doesn't feel right and it's just not good. And that's like not taking anything away from Wyatt Russell, you know, John Walker or whatever, he does a great job of being like just kind of this cocky, arrogant, like everything that Steve Rogers was not right is what this dude is. Um, it's funny. Why, why does he look so dorky in that episode, the first episode, but he doesn't look as dorky in the second episode. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know what, because, and, and I've seen this before too, like 
because uh, I've seen Wyatt Russell in other movies. I think he's in uh, Overlord. Um, Overlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a couple, of, I, or I think he's in an episode of Black Mirror too. Uh, so he's like done things, and I think in every single thing that he's done, he has scruff on his face, and I think that's what kind of helps like his look a little bit because without it like when in that first episode he looks like the dude from glee you remember like you know that the guy like the main dude from glee? <laughs> yeah. like I, that's all i kept thinking when i saw him it's like dude, like, you can't be freaking captain america you look like a freaking dork um like he's just gonna like a, a musical number was gonna break out when he kind of like went out there and kind of winked at everybody um but yeah i think it kind of changes because i think in the other episodes he has a little bit more of like scruff on his face yeah he just looks like just more fitting for it but like the first episode he just it's just like like what the heck (laughs) did not look good but uh yeah 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 no yeah i i think you know i'm excited to see what else i mean it's only six episodes or like you know we're already gonna have everybody what after tomorrow just uh three more episodes which is dang really like already so you're not getting the you know longer season like you did with WandaVision. So, um, and, and yet they're about 45 minutes each, so you're getting more of it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's great. I, I I've liked it so far. I look, you know, looking forward to it, and we'll see where where it goes from here. But uh, yeah, I also kind of like the um, kind of this idea of like more like. Uh, I think they're calling them like enhanced, right? Like there's these enhanced beings, and I think that's that's what uh, John Walker and and what was his uh, what was his like buddy's name? Battlestar. Oh or? my god, yeah that that whole scene right there, right where he calls himself Battlestar. You know, it, it almost seems like two guys pretending to be superheroes. Like right, I'm yeah, giving yeah, myself yeah. a name, you know, like. You know, I'm gonna be Battlestar. It's kind of like, for example, like uh, Sam Wilson, right? He never goes and says, "My name is Falcon," or <laughs> "I'm Falcon." You know, he's Falcon, but you don't call him Falcon. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, 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 it, it just until recently, you know that uh, Wanda Maximoff was Scarlet Witch, but you never said she never said, "I'm the Scarlet Witch." You know, well, maybe right. that one doesn't fit because it was part of the story, but um, just this, like other characters who didn't exactly call themselves certain things and this guy just straight up says yeah i'm a battle star and then yeah. you can just see freaking you know winner uh, bucky be like oh god roll his eyes yeah, i'm out of yeah. here he like digs off and then um and then i think the more significant line too being there was when uh the um the captain america says uh yeah i need i need captain america's wingman and he just yeah. he just relegated the guy who was in the battle for the universe uh, just a wingman to this guy who has not done anything yeah. comparable to what you know Sam Wilson has done, and mm. you know as an Avenger, like who uh, someone right. who was actually an Avenger gets relegated to being back to a wingman, like yeah. And I think that kind of like you know uh, uh, might be alluding to those issues of race that you're talking about, right? Like uh, just kind of uh, uh, because it's kind of the, you see the parallels there, right? With like this Battlestar character too is kind of like. You know, he's kind of treating him him as this kind of like wingman to his Captain America, right? Like he's uh, there, he saves him with the shield, right? He throws it and he kind of like saves him there. So he's kind of there to like like save his sidekick while he's doing all this stuff. And he just so happens to be, you know, like a, an African-American man too. So I think they're kind of making those illusions. And I kind of like that, that, that scene there too, where 
they have like the the boy when they're gonna go see Isaiah Bradley, which again they're making even more allusions to the uh, to the uh, Young Avengers because Isaiah Bradley's nephew Ezekiel Bradley actually ends up being uh, Patriot, right? One of the Young uh, Avengers. Yes, dude. See later on, so. You know they're they're continuing to put these little seeds of all these like young Avengers coming up. So I obviously that is something that is going to happen. I'm pretty sure that like it more than likely is going to happen somewhere down the line. Um, Dude, we're, like we're, that scene where they're like where, where the little boy was like, "Oh, you're Black Falcon." And he was kind of like, "No, I'm just like Falcon. That's it." And he's like, "No, no, my dad told me you're Black Falcon." Uh, and, and so like that that scene by itself kind of makes that whole aspect of like the show kind of even more evident. I, <laughs> I like, like his response though. So what? So you black kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. You know, it's like I, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, but they're kind of bringing all this stuff up to the surface, right? Like they're they're kind of dealing with these like bigger issues here about race and representation and all that sort of thing. Uh, uh, legacy and kind of worthiness and all that. Uh, so I, I just think it's, it's interesting that they're kind of taking that there and they're kind of going this route with this to kind of talk about these bigger, broader issues, um, which is pretty awesome. And, and I think it's going to be pretty fantastic and it's going to continue to just, you know, make this show stand out from like being just a, from being just a, uh, like an action, you know, an action show or something like yeah. that. Yeah actually talk about bigger and broader issues some bigger issues definitely definitely yeah. so yeah that's uh our uh man our pick of the week man just continue watching um falcon the Winter soldier and of course go watch godzilla versus kong which i thought was amazing it was so great so hey we come to the end of the show thank you so much for joining us on a brand new episode of the beta report dude why am i slobbering getting all over this? <laughs> i don't know why i was like what the heck um yeah, so uh, thank you for joining the us. The show was so delicious. It was like, oh my God, so delicious, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Beta Report. Please uh, remember to subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go, get, go hit up our social media pages at the Beta Report. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, what else, Jay? Am I missing something? Uh, yeah. No, uh, I don't think Oh wait, you are, ladies and gentlemen. We need those five star reviews, not the fake five stars, not the John Walker five stars. We want the real deal, Steve Rogers, Captain America stars. We don't need this imposter crap. Or else, if you don't <laughs> give us that five star reviews, we're gonna relegate you guys back to being our wingmen. But we need you guys to be like the leading people, the leading stars of this show by giving us those five star reviews. There it is, so guys. all of you guys help us out with that. Be the real uh, uh be the real Captain America in this sense. All of you, doesn't matter who you are, you are the real Captain America. Only if you give us those five stars. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, Uno will be all moved into his new home, new place, and will be joining us for a new episode of The Bay Report. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Jeff. Oh. This is Con. Jay. <laughs> and this is The Bay Report. Laters. <laughs> <laughs>